0: What's up, y'all? My name's Shelby, and I'm your host here on the Stories with Shelby podcast. On each episode, I have a conversation with a special guest who shares a story from his or her life. Because life is way too short to live a great story and not tell anyone about it, or to journey through the struggles and not share the lessons you learned along the way. What's
1: up, y'all? This is Shelby with Stories with Shelby. And wait a minute. No, no, no. That's not right. (laughs) This is Nathan with Stories with Shelby. That is not the first time I have introduced myself by the wrong name. Once when I was in college, and you guys will enjoy this because my wife hasn't even heard this story yet. Oh no. We were giving a presentation. It was me and my partner. I was nervous. She was nervous. She's like, you're going to start. And I was like, okay, I'll start. (laughs) Apparently when I get really nervous, I just read straight from the slides. Oh no. Which wouldn't have been a bad thing. But I listed her name first. So I was like, hey, this is our presentation. I'm Bridget. And this is Nathan. <laughs> if you're out there, Bridget, that was still probably the most embarrassing day of my life. Aw, so. Anyways. <laughs> I am here today as Nathan, hosting Stories with Shelby. This is a very special episode for all of you. Uh, My guest today is my wonderful wife. And for those of you who don't know, we met in October of 2018 and basically (laughs) ran to the altar nine months later. We were married. It's like we had a baby together and our baby was the marriage. So
0: We did not have a baby, just to clarify.
1: (laughs) We do have a puppy, though. So
0: That sort of counts, right? It's, it's something. <laughs> so
1: anyways, uh, Shelby, since typical stories of Shelby fashion, since I had
0: an embarrassing story from school, why don't uh, you tell uh, me one of uh, your more embarrassing stories from school? Let's throw it back to elementary school. Oh. I think I was in maybe fourth or fifth grade. I had written this big essay, and I was all proud of myself. It was a super thick stack of papers, and I went to staple it on my teacher's desk and I was having a hard time getting this thick stack of papers under the stapler. And so I un- like I unbuckled the darn stapler. <laughs> I kept my fingers under the stack of paper. And when I pushed down on the stapler, I actually missed the stack of papers somehow, magically, and got my fingers. Seriously, I stapled my two fingers together. That happened. Instead of the packet of paper. Uh-oh. And uh, actually, believe it or not, I held my cool. I held my cool. I was not freaking out, which if if you know me, you know I don't have very high pain tolerance, so uh, you you would think I was freaking out. But no, my teacher actually freaked out more than me. And last piece of fun fact with this, that teacher still tells that story to this day. My sister and my cousins all went through that school and also had that teacher at some point in time, and he still tells that story. I am that one kid who sabled her fingers together in fifth grade. That was um, me.
1: <laughs> I, I think you will forever be that one kid. And there were so many signs in there that you should have just stopped trying to staple that stack of paper. Probably. But I think what you really benefited from the most was the teacher was freaking out <laughs> more than you were. Yes. Because for those who don't know my wife on a personal level, which some of you might not, she tends to freak out about things sometimes. I do. I do. But the yeah. one thing she has going for her, it's somebody else is freaking out more than she is. She will become instantly Mm. calm. Yes. It makes zero sense to Uh. anybody else. (laughs) It's just how it is. So what can I say? All right, well let's get kickstarted on why we're here today and why you are a guest on your podcast for the first time. <laughs>
0: it's so funny you hijack my own podcast. Right, it's it's my
1: podcast now. <laughs> Stories with Nathan. Hashtag but that's an trending. entirely
0: different brand. We have to well, totally change the branding. One fine. episode only. Only right, this episode. Right. One episode only. Okay,
1: okay fair. S W N. Stories with Nathan.
0: Okay. All right.
1: So for those of you who might not know, my wife just recently underwent a major surgery. We had plenty of people asking about it because it is one that pretty much anybody can get done. There are only a few restrictions for people. Time, money, (laughs) eyeballs. Yeah, those are three of the biggest things. But anyways, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what you had done because I know lots of them had many questions about it. Yeah.
0: So we'll just let you take the lead and... Oh, I, I, I get there. the reins back on my own podcast? What? No. Okay, okay no, no, no. It's my podcast. Small small privileges. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I just had LASIK surgery done, and uh, just in case, you know, y'all aren't familiar with this, if you are not in the world of wearing glasses and contacts, uh, there are a few different kinds of surgeries you can have done, basically to restore your vision back to 2020, or in my case, not to toot my own horn... But I actually have better than 2020 vision now because of this LASIK surgery. So I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, yeah, lots lots of uh, friends and family reached out um, before and after the surgery. And we're just kind of curious about how it worked. I guess it's something that a lot of people consider and maybe do end up following through with or maybe not. So uh, I guess I'd share my story because people are curious. So let's get this started with what was your biggest fear before the surgery? Oh jeez. Definitely the thought of a giant laser uh coming at my eye, that was a uh, a little bit terrifying. And to make matters worse, I remember in the the consult, which basically they're just checking your eyes to make sure that you're a good candidate for the surgery. I remember the doctor saying at one point during the surgery, you'll hear some clicking and then you're going to smell something. But don't panic. It's just the smell of your cornea burning. Or or maybe it wasn't my cornea. You can tell how well I listen when I'm nervous. But something in my eye that the laser was burning off don't worry that's what you're smelling it's just your part of your eyeball melting normal part of the surgery totally normal don't freak out I'm not freaking out you're freaking out yeah absolutely that was my biggest fear
1: my wife doesn't handle smells well and she didn't pick up on that
0: weak stomach For sure. But Um, I can tell you how the surgery actually went. Yes. (laughs) That was going
1: to be my next question. So thank you for just leading right into it. Look
0: at us. Look at us. Yeah. You can't tell we're married at all. Mind readers. (laughs) So uh, yeah. The surgery actually ended up being a little bit different than what I was expecting. You know they have you watch this short video when you go in for your consult. And it's one of those. Oh this is going to be a snooze fest. I'm just going to watch this five minute video. Boring. This is just a a mundane thing. The box they have to check. But it actually calmed a lot of my nerves because on the video, they basically said, oh, you're going to lay down on this table. We're going to put some drops in your eyes and the drops won't hurt. It's just going to make your eyeballs go numb, you know, so no big deal. This is great. We want your eyeballs to be numb because you don't want to feel the laser in your eye, right? No big deal. So we're going to put these drops in your eyes and then uh, once the drops kick in, you're going to lay down on this table. This machine's going to come over top of you and it's going to be 15, 20 seconds per eye. We'll count down for you. It'll be super quick, fast, easy. You're off the table and you're done that was the expectation I had going into the surgery. So uh, you can imagine my surprise when, uh, yes, all these things happened. I got the drops. Actually, I got maybe like three, four, five different kinds of drops, but you can imagine my surprise when I get off the table after exactly what they said, like 15 seconds per eye. I remember him counting down. He was like, okay, just keep breathing. Stare right at that orange light. And in my head, I'm panicking going, I'm staring right at the laser. But stare right at that orange light and he counted down i think it was from 12 seconds okay 12 11 10 i'm staring at it and then we proceed to the other eye and then i get up from that table all enthused that was easy peasy lemon squeezy i was like 40 seconds of my life and i'm done nothing hurt nothing was scary or intense i'm good to go i was all relieved
1: She didn't even smell anything yet.
0: I didn't even smell anything. I was like, well, maybe I hope I don't have COVID and just didn't smell it. That would be bad. (laughs) Needless to say, much to my surprise, uh, I remember the doctor saying, okay, go ahead and get up. It's all downhill from here. And I'm thinking, that's great. Maybe they're just going to check my eyes and then we're done. Not quite. So they had me lay down on another table and uh, that table, that one got me a little bit. I do want to stop and give a disclaimer here because my goal is not to like scare anybody off from this surgery. I 100% if I could go back I would do it again and I thoroughly benefited from it. I am thoroughly happy with it. Great experience. It's just you know I do not have a high pain tolerance and you know that I spook very easily which Nathan has very kindly (laughs) alluded to here. So that being said the second table spooked me a little bit. I lay down there thinking, first of all, I was panicking because I thought I was done. I thought we were gonzo. We were getting out of there. I was going to run into Nathan's arms, have him take me home and sleep the rest of the day. I thought we were there and we weren't. So I remember the doctor saying to me, you're going to feel like an alien invasion is happening. I remember thinking to myself, what does an alien invasion feel like? I don't even know what to make of that. But it was like I was loopy, like I wasn't fully there. And it was like a disco like a, a a foggy disco going on and I, I remember there was a green strobe and there was an orange strobe and there was a red strobe and at one point the doctor really freaked me out again because he said okay Shelby I need you to look right at the red light and at the time I was only seeing an orange light and a green light so I I panicked and I was like doc you took away my colors like I can't what, there's no orange one here and he goes oh, oh oh I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry that was the machine I was working on yesterday you're looking for the red light and uh you know I breathe oh oh right see I I got it backwards in my own story. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Uh, so needless to say that creeped me out a little bit. Again, I'm spooked easily. And might I stop here for a second to say zero pain. Zero pain. You're not feeling any of this. This is all in your head. 100%, mm. I was in my own head. I was making myself anxious. I was freaking out. It didn't help that I'm laying on the table the entire time thinking about what the laser's doing to me, and that's just making me get in my head more. But I forgot to mention before this which was also super weird. Before I laid down on the su- on on the super table, mm-hmm. yeah, on the first yeah. table, they put these things that were like the size of uh, like a lifesaver. You remember those old candies? Yeah. Like as a kid, I used to eat them. Oh, but... Yeah, we had some downstairs. Do we really? <laughs> we oh my gosh, we
1: did. I ate them last. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See exactly. <laughs> Uh, So it's like the size of a lifesaver, just a clear plastic little ring. Um, And that's actually what they put in my eyes at the very beginning. And that is what propped my eyeball open so that you can't blink. Uh, If it's any reassurance or consolation, the doctor did tell me there's nothing you can do to goof up the surgery. You know, you're not going to blink and the laser is going to miss or, you know, sneeze and the laser is going to miss. The laser tracks with your eye, which is pretty cool. Pretty uh, reassuring. So needless to say, I was in this disco and uh, green and orange and red strobes and, and and it just, I don't know, it was like the longest 20 seconds of my life per eye because I'm laying there feeling, like, I know, I, I sound so dramatic, I really do. And this is why I waited to record this podcast episode until I had some time to heal. Let
1: me put it to you this way. If she were to record it the same day she came home, she would have told everybody not to get the surgery done.
0: Oh, I'm, Oh, I'm getting to that part of the story. I am getting there so we okay. are
1: are we through the surgery yet are you, are you at the, the point where you're the, done
0: the only thing I was gonna say is that in addition to this disco it, it was like he had a little paintbrush and he kept like wiping over my eye with a paintbrush and of course i was thinking about how that would feel if uh my eye wasn't numb and, and just this idea of something constantly brushing over my eye was getting to me and i wanted him to stop it so yes that gets us through the surgery i forgot to oh, say yeah? that the smell did happen it did happen i after all that hype as about the smell <laughs> it happened yeah and as soon as it hit my nose i uh, i just held my breath All that to say, if you're considering getting it done, you just got to take some deep breaths and get out of your own head. Think about something else. I don't know. Maybe sing a song or... Ask uh, for an anxiety
1: medication,
0: maybe? They, they did give me, which is leading into your next question here that you asked earlier, they did give me Tylenol PM before the surgery, along with, you know, those like four or five drops, uh, which again, none of the drops hurt. The, there was one that they gave me that uh, they said, oh, this one's going to sting a little bit, but it's just going to feel like, you know, you got some ocean water in your eye. And that's exactly what it felt like. So as far as this not hurting, 10 out of 10 recommend no pain. But Nathan, you just asked me about the car ride home. Yes. I think
1: they deserve to know about the car ride home.
0: Yeah. Honestly, aside from the anxiety of the surgery itself, car ride home was the worst part. Definitely the hardest two hours of the whole process. You can probably explain this better than I could. What was my main problem with the ride home? Uh, Her main problem was
1: that she fought the Tylenol PM and refused to go to sleep.
0: Yeah. So uh, the surgery instructions are to keep your eyes closed, sleep on the way home, and then go home and just take like a three, four hour nap. Um, and then when you wake up, you'll be feeling much better. So great instructions, right? How often does a doctor prescribe you to go home and take a four hour nap? That's awesome. But like Nathan said, I was not sleeping in the car. So at a time that I was meant to be asleep for when like the numbing drops were off, I was awake for that. Um, And I really think, again, that that was a negative game changer for my experience because I was awake when it wore off. And so as soon as it wore off, I felt like my eyeballs were on fire and that somebody was trying to poke out my eyeballs or stab my eyeballs. Again, I have a low pain tolerance. So please, please, please. If you're hearing this, don't let this be the thing that stops you from from doing LASIK. But I actually started crying, and part of that process is that your eyes are so dehydrated, so when I was crying, you know, I'm doing the, (gasps) but no tears are coming out. So, and if anything, it just hurt it more, and so it's like, I'm in pain, and I'm crying, and then that's just hurting more, and then that just makes me want to cry more, and it was a bad cycle. It was a very painful ride home. And the light! Oh my golly, Mm. the light was a killer! ah which i didn't even realize cuz they give you these these really funky shades very very stylish how how would you describe these shades nathan
1: they're sexy
0: pretty, they're pretty awesome oh pretty pretty awesome pretty awesome i uh, i showed these uh, to uh my best friend uh, katia who i call platypus um shout out to platypus if she's listening and uh she affectionately described these as uh bug eyes so uh oh they're not that bad they look <laughs> like sunglasses that i have had before <laughs> although they are slightly darker let's, let's see them on you, let's see them on you. Right, let me fine. see maybe, maybe you can pull it off better than me maybe you can pull it off Probably yeah cause, cause my head's a little I, bigger <laughs> i don't know if that's why but I, I i do think you pull it off a little bit better yeah 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 i think i'm a solid maybe 6 out of 10 but you're you're a 10 out of 10 i'd
1: give you at least a 7 oh thank
0: you thank you're you welcome. barely passing
1: Anyway, no, so let me tell you the story of the car ride home from my perspective.
0: You you could take those shades off if you want, unless it's too bright in here for you.
1: I just had LASIK tons.
0: <laughs> no. Lies. Um,
1: so I pick her up out of the place. She, she comes walking out to me and I'm like, oh, good. You can see. But I could tell she was an anxious mess. We sit her in the car and I'm like, all right, well, I'll go in and pick up these drops since those the ones you had ordered had not been delivered yet. So I go in, I buy a box, I get out to the car. And she's like, all right, let's go. I'm
0: like, all right. <laughs> I am like alright i was trying to be a, cranky. I guess we're
1: in a hurry now. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I was in there and they gave me instructions. You need to go to sleep. Mm. And I get downer her, go to sleep, go to sleep. You mm. want to be asleep before these drops wear off. Mm. Yeah. She didn't listen. If you don't think the Tylenol PM is going to knock you out, make sure you take some Benadryl or something to help yeah. you get to sleep because she was miserable the entire way. And then she will not listen to anything I had to say because I was like,
0: Oops. hey, why don't
1: I grab this towel out of the back and you can use it to cover your face so that you don't have as much light coming in.
0: Yeah.
1: She had the shades on, so her eyes were protected. But no, she didn't want to do that. And she's like, oh, uh, it works if I pull
0: my hood down. And I'm like, well, why aren't you putting this towel I'm over a, your I'm head? a little stubborn. I don't really know what was going through my head. Especially, especially when you're in a little
1: bit of pain and a little bit of anxious. Yeah. Because, yeah, it started yeah. to hurt. i so sorry, She was honey. squeezing my hand
0: a little bit. And I was
1: like, oh, is this what it's going to be like when you give childbirth? <laughs> I was like, well, you haven't, you haven't broken my hand yet. So that's a pretty good sign. Anyways, it's like an hour and 20 minute drive home. And she, in <laughs> fact, did not fall asleep the entire way home. So yeah, then we got here. So we got here and then she so she's supposed to lay down for a three to four hour nap. So I said I'd her for four hours, got her situated, got her some lunch, fed her some soup put her to
0: bed oh let's stop on the soup for a second this is so bizarre i was not expecting this remember you before the soup you brought me a granola bar i did bring you a granola yeah bar, great yes. great because i just needed something on something my stomach so that you should right. take some more meds but this is so bizarre maybe this is just a me thing and maybe no one else had this experience TMJ. oh yeah which if y'all don't know what tmj is i have no idea what the actual term stands for uh, but it has something to do with your your jaw right so i'm very sensitive to chewing a lot. I grit my teeth and grind my teeth a Catch lot. My my jaw hurts a lot. Yeah, exactly. When I tried to chew the granola bar, it actually hurt my eyes, which I don't. I, I guess it's because I didn't realize how you know, interconnected everything is on your face. Like, duh.
1: But When you chew, the muscles of your face move, and and that was enough to irritate your eyes.
0: Which is obnoxious. Again, you can see my pain tolerance coming through here. I asked him for soup because I ended up just kind of, like, sipping it, which was great. You got the noodles down. I did. All with my eyes closed. In bed. It's a miracle uh,
1: I didn't come back to third-degree burns on her. (laughs) Third-degree burns. Okay.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, which, uh, uh, speaking of having my eyes closed... You know, first of all, I I was a terrible patient. I'm sorry. I feel like my family knows this about me and my husband knows it better than anybody else. And loves you anyway. Ah, I I love you. But even just getting me upstairs. So, you know, in in our home, uh, our bedroom is on the second floor and even that experience was strange. Because the biggest thing after surgery, if you listen to one rule, and there are many rules after surgery, but if you listen to one rule... It needs to be keep your eyes closed as long as you possibly can on the day of surgery. And then the next day you're fine to get back to normal. But you don't realize how many simple things, like in simple instructions are difficult when you have your eyes closed. I mean, it definitely, this whole process has given me a huge appreciation for for vision. So we got through all that blindly. Nathan got me upstairs. You had given me something else to really help me sleep.
1: Yeah, we gave you ibuprofen (sighs) in the car to start helping with the pain. Yeah. because they told me I could give you ibuprofen and yeah. then
0: I gave you Benadryl
1: so that it would knock you the heck
0: out because yeah. you needed to Which sleep more great. than anything. Another great uh, little piece of equipment that they gave me is these real Well, not real. But they really look like bug eyes to me. Yeah, they do look like bug eyes. They
1: do. They are eye shields. They cover basically from the eyebrow down to basically where your (laughs) sinuses are for your cheekbones. They're just plastic covers. You literally use paper tape to stick them to your face. That way it doesn't hurt when you take the tape off. That's pretty much what you wear when you sleep.
0: Only for the first few nights, which is great. The big thing, they say, like the first 48 hours are super critical. And then honestly, once you get past five days, most of the rules go away. It's things like you can't wear makeup for five days. You can't rub your eyes for five days. You can't go swimming for five days. You can't do any super intense physical activity for a couple of days. None of that was super hard to follow. I mean, you don't realize how much you touch your eyes until you can't touch your eyes. Honestly, the the really only nuisance afterwards is just the, the dang eye drops you gotta do, which I'm sure you have a word or two to say about my lovely eye drops, don't you? She's not very good with eye drops either. No, which uh, all these things, all these signs point to don't have LASIK surgery, right? You know, somebody like me who gets in her head and has no pain tolerance and is not good at
1: but listen she's here to talk about it and that's what really matters
0: yeah i seriously am so my hope is that in hearing all of this if a goofball like me can get the surgery done and be super thrilled with it i think it's pretty safe to say that you can too if you're thinking about it but um these drops oh yeah first of all they were massively expensive these things were like $70 a bottle. And that was with a coupon and there were two of them. It's some steroid and some antibiotic that you have to put in your eye, what was it, every hour for the first few days? Uh,
1: Every two hours for the steroid and the antibiotic Uh. and then every hour for the other teardrops. And those those are the ones that I think really help with the irritation the most because most of your eye irritation is going to be caused from Mm -hmm. dryness of the eyes because your tear ducts aren't functioning like they normally would because they're just a little bit scarred from the surgery type of a deal. Even when you went for your post-op The one tech told you that he thinks that's what helped the most was continuing to do those drops to three months instead of Mm -hmm. two, like they would normally tell people.
0: Absolutely, like I said, the uh, the two like medicated drops they were annoying because they're kind of they kind of have like a milky color and like substance to them so you know if you miss it's getting a milky mess on your face and and it's hard to get off your eyes without touching your eyes and I mean it's just you know natural nuisances I'm sure people who are good at doing eye drops don't make a mess like I did or at least better at doing eye
1: drops yeah those things are pretty thick and they will catch on your eyelashes at any given moment so yeah
0: that was fun not the
1: easiest thing especially when you can't just grab your top eyelid to hold it open
0: Yeah, yeah, not touching your eyes for five days is a little bit harder than it sounds. Uh, But just to nail home the point, like that aside from that one to two hours right after the surgery where I was supposed to be asleep, aside from that time, I really didn't have any pain. I mean, yes, my eyes are, are, you know, itchy and dry, but it's normal and it's not painful. It's just, it feels like a normal life experience to me because speaking as someone who has bad allergies, you know, the moment I'm around a cat, this is how my eyes feel. My eyes feel itchy, dry, and irritated when I get around a cat. So this feeling that I have after the surgery, it's no big deal. Now I do want to say though that my eyes look worse than they feel feel and it's totally normal i guess it's just like bruising i
1: read this they said was common it's if you've ever had a burst blood vessel in your eye mm. that's all they are i will describe it to you using the words of my wife uh-oh they look like zombie eyes. <laughs> the first time she looked at them, which yeah. she probably wasn't supposed to, because I think it was the same day as the surgery. She yeah. took her sunglasses off in the bathroom and looked at her eyes. And, and you're yeah. also supposed to keep your sunglasses on inside and out for two days.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I tried to, to listen to the rules. I mean, I, I think I did for the most part. The um the two medicated drops, they go away after a few days, which is great. You have your post-op appointment and then uh, you get to ditch those bad boys, which is great. Um, But the, I affectionately call them the blinkies. Um. (laughs) I don't know why. I guess because Blink. I called them Blinkies. is the brand. Oh, Blink is the brand. Oh, okay. So I called them Blinkies. Um, No, y'all, this is not an ad. It's just what I call them. Those are great. And I actually enjoy putting those in because they feel refreshing. They feel great. Um, You'll like it. But those do stick around for a few months. You're supposed to keep up with those just a few times a day for, you know, a few months after the surgery. And honestly, your eyes will probably feel better from
1: doing that. Yeah cuz oh, I know yeah. I know hers do pretty much every time she does it. So if you even when you're at the point where they say that you can do it, you know, four times a day yeah. if you want to keep doing it every hour your eyes yeah. will probably thank you for it because they'll never feel
0: super dry absolutely Yeah. Especially and, if you stare at screens. and even even into the future the better you take care of yourself right after the surgery the better you're setting yourself up for success for the long haul which um is another question that a lot of people asked me right after the surgery was well how long is it good for you know 10 years 20 years the place I had it done it's good for your lifetime now the only caveat to that is that you know I think they really want you to be getting the surgery done between the age of 20 and 40. But as long as you get it done with that age, you're you're good for your lifetime. I think they, they told me the stat was less than 5% of people need to come back and get it touched up again in their lifetime. And at the place that I went, touch up is free. Now, I hope I don't need touch up. We'll see. But uh, if I do, it's free, which is great. As far as the cost, I mean, yeah, it's it's a little pricey, but I was very uh, blessed and excited to be able to get it done at a time where they were offering a really cool promo. I'm guessing it was because with COVID, people weren't having the surgery done. I don't know. But uh, I got a really cool promo and my insurance helped me out with uh, a discount too. So super, super excited about that. I think the last thing that maybe I'll wrap up with this is just saying how grateful I am for (laughs) my awesome husband (laughs) helping me through the process. Also, just, just for vision, I mean, what a gift. What a thing we always take for granted, you know? Um, I was actually uh, teaching a seminar at work the other day, and and we were talking about perspective. And it's crazy how the analogy of your glasses, like just if they get blurry like if something if it's raining and you get a bunch of rain on your glasses and then you try to wipe it away and it smudges it's crazy how just a single pair of glasses on your own face that are smudged that smudged view changes your entire outlook and your perspective and everything on life right if you're looking at life from a blurry lens like it it's totally changing the way you see everything, right? And, you know, you were looking at something beautiful and now it's smudged and it's blurry and it you know, it's distorted. So anyway, my my point is just that I have a renewed appreciation for clear vision and also for my husband because taking care of me is not easy. It's really not. Even oh my goodness, do you remember first time I was trying to wash my hair after the surgery? Oh that was entertaining. I remember. That was entertaining. Yeah. They 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 told me it's totally fine to shower but can't get your face wet what
1: or your eyes wet. What they neglected to really tell her was, oh yeah, you can have water run over your face, but just don't stare straight into the stream of water. was pretty yeah. much what she found out after. The fact.
0: So I had my my poor husband like take a cup to the back of my head and try to wash my hair that way while like in the bathtub because it was too difficult to do in the shower. It was a whole fiasco. I appreciate my husband and all he does to take care of me. I will say this that after the surgery, you can get back to your normal life like the next day. The particular place that I went, they only do surgeries on Fridays, which I like because it kind of forces you to take the weekend off. And honestly, I was grateful for that. I highly recommend getting it done on a Friday because it just you know, it forces you to kick back over the weekend, take it easy on your screen time, you know, heal, rest a lot. The more sleep you can get right after the surgery, the better, because your eyes are closed and healing. If I could go back, I would I would do it again. I'm thrilled. I had my post-op appointment, and they told me I'm seeing better than 2020, and then I'm healing beautifully. I'm super stoked. So yeah, that's my LASIK story for anybody who was curious.
1: Wow, thank you so much, Shelby, <laughs> for coming on here and being brave enough to share your story with others. <laughs> if you're out there and you have a story something like that something you've been through uh, maybe it was a surgery maybe it was just a life event feel free to contact the show and we'll get you on as a guest
0: we'll see you next time thanks for tuning in for today's conversation if you have a story that you would like to share on the podcast please reach out to us at storieswithshelby.com or message us on social media at storieswshelby we hope you go out and love a great story today and we'll see you next time